Hello and welcome to our podcast, Beyond the Blind. I'm your host, Jack Colombo, here with my co-host, Christian Brands. What's up, guys? Today we're going to be talking about rabbit hunting. So, Jack, why is it worth it to go rabbit hunting when there is potentially other things you can hunt and it's cold outside and the snow is deep? Why would you go rabbit hunting? Well, first off, rabbits are very abundant, so it's really easy to find them. And not only that, but rabbits are really enjoyable for the winter because they often, the small game season often goes longer than waterfowl, deer, and um, other bigger game like that. Mm-hmm. They're also just really fun to hunt, whether you're solo with a partner. It's a really good way to get out in the woods and enjoy being outside. Absolutely. So with rabbit hunting, what are some basic things that you need to get started? Um Blaze orange is definitely a requirement in most states that I'm aware of. It definitely is here in Minnesota. And I would say for rabbit hunting, the more the better, because if you are hunting with another person, you definitely want that nice orange pop so you can see exactly where they are if you're both pushing through some heavy cover together or something like that. Uh, Just for safety, it's great to know exactly where your buddy is at. Um, We hunt with shotguns, typically either 12 or 20 works. But here's the thing, you really want a more open choke. So uh, whereas we'd use an improved cylinder or usually modified for waterfowl. For rabbits, we're going to take it back to either improved cylinder uh, at the tightest or a cylinder, um, ideally. We, you can use a modified. It will work, but you're probably going to be frustrated because you're going to be missing a bit more. And uh, for shells, we usually go with just a basic game load, uh, either six or seven and a half shot. Uh, nothing too fancy. And then a couple things that are really nice to have. Um, a vest is great for carrying shells. And then if you are successful, uh, you can just stuff those rabbits right into your vest. You don't have to have a hand for you to carry them. And then some really durable outerwear, uh, whether that's like a Carhartt bib or some sort of upland pants, are really nice when you're walking through that thick stuff so that you don't get caught on all the brush. Yeah, I know I have a uh, pair of pants and a pair of gloves that I actually ripped while rabbit hunting just because I was walking and stomping through a bunch of brush. We're all set with basic gear. So let's talk about where to hunt them. Rabbits seem generally to stay in a fairly small area, and that's good. And there's a good chance that you already know where that is if you're on property that you're familiar with. So most likely you'll probably already know where to go, where you've seen rabbits before. But beyond that, what should you look for? Well, rabbit hunting is actually a lot like bass fishing, if that's something that you can relate to. Um, Rabbits, just like bass, spend a lot of their time in or near the thickest cover they can find. Uh, They might venture out to feed or to sun themselves or whatever else they do, but they're never going to be too far from something they can jump into to get away from predators. Uh, For rabbits, that's overhead predators like hawks or eagles, as well as predators on the ground like foxes, coyotes, rabbit hunters. Uh, They want to be close to somewhere where they can get away and be safe from all those things. Uh, So for bass, the cover they look for is stuff like lily pads, docks, fallen trees. But for rabbits, it's stuff like brush piles, tall grass, evergreens that hang low to the ground, abandoned farms, and sumac thickets. So basically, anything that you might see and think, oh, that's way too much work to walk through for a rabbit... That's exactly where they want to be. Uh, Also, things that provide good overhead cover. Those are the places you're going to find the most rabbits. And there are plenty of other ways to hunt rabbits. There's a lot of different ways that people do it. But in this episode, we're going to really focus on stomping out brush piles. And in our experience, that's the most effective method we've found for consistently shooting rabbits in the winter, at least in the places where we hunt. 
And even if you miss a rabbit in that situation, there's a pretty good chance you'll be able to flush that same rabbit again by following its trail to the next patch of cover. So it's a, a pretty high percentage way to see rabbits, get shots at rabbits, and then hopefully put some of those rabbits in the bag. Yeah, and we actually have a really crazy story from last winter that pretty much verified the effectiveness, effectiveness of hunting this way. We were actually setting up on a uh, in a little corner of a property that we had hunted quite a bit. And um, we were sitting for squirrels in the morning, just kind of waiting for some to pop out. And not 30 yards away, two coyotes come strutting out in front of us. They're not turkeys, but <laughs> strutting out, you know. Um, we actually, before we saw them, we heard a bunch of like, crash, crash. And we thought like, what the heck is making this sound? It's got to like, be a bear or something because they're so loud. Um, but actually it was just these two coyotes and we weren't using any scent control and we were sitting there in blaze orange, but I mean, and that doesn't make sense because they weren't paying any attention to us, but we pretty quickly realized that they weren't paying any attention to us because they were paying attention to this giant brush pile that was like 40 yards away from us. And like, it's a big brush pile. So these coyotes obviously know what they're doing because they have to depend on their hunting abilities to be able to find rabbits and get them and eat them so that they can survive. So that uh, took a lot of inspiration for us as, as to why um, our main way that we hunt rabbits is doing just like what the coyotes did, jumping on a bunch of brush piles that look like it's too hard to jump on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we definitely had a a good takeaway from that morning. Uh, we were, even though we were totally cut off by guard by the coyotes. Um, it, yeah. Like watching them hunt that brush pile. It was, it's almost like what we do now for rabbits because one of them would uh, jump on the pile and kind of be sniffing around. And obviously coyotes can get into places that uh, Jack and I can't, but one of them would be rooting around in the pile as the other one would kind of just patrol along the edge and watch for a rabbit to pop out. We actually saw one come out as they were doing this. And it came out the back where neither of them were looking. And then it darted right back into this massive pile and just got lost in there. So eventually those coyotes moved on. But like I said, we took an important lesson away from that, which is how effective hunting brush piles can be. Um, coyotes do this a lot more than we do, and they're very good at it. So if it's good enough for them, I think it's good enough for us. Um, okay, so we've talked about where to find rabbits. But Jack, what are the best conditions for actually going out and hunting them? Well, you can find rabbits in brush piles pretty much at any time during the winter, during the fall. It's that, like you said, they don't really go far away from these giant brush piles or even evergreens and stuff. But fresh snow is actually really amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to find rabbits when you can just follow the tracks that are no more than a few hours old. But even old snow is better than no snow because if you have a rabbit that you just flushed and you couldn't get a shot off at it and it just runs you can just track it and that's actually we actually had an experience like that my first rabbit that I ever shot flushed out couldn't get a shot off on it so we just tracked it flushed out another pile mm -hmm. yeah that worked really well uh okay so let's talk about what a rabbit hunt might look like and I think actually the hunt that we just did last week is a pretty good example so we started heading to our spot around 8 a.m so not crack of dawn uh which isn't really necessary for rabbits but we had gotten about an inch of snow late the night before. So there was a bunch of fresh snow everywhere. And the spot we had in mind is, is kind of like a row of brush piles pretty close together that we've kicked a bunch of rabbits out of in the past. 
but we've also seen plenty of rabbits along the trail that we take to get there. Yeah, we started seeing like some tracks along the way through the thicket and the brush off to one side of the trail. And Christian and I decided that I should actually just because he was hold he had a 22 and a shotgun, so he couldn't really effectively get a shot off if he um, had one. So he we decided that I would sneak ahead, um, see if I could get a shot off on one because um, we had seen rabbits here before. Not a minute later, not a minute later, I walked up there, spotted a rabbit just sitting there staring at me. That's that's a fun <laughs> thing when you see them in thickets. They sometimes just sit there and watch you. And I it presented me a perfect shot right through a little clearing in the brush pile. So bang, had one in the bag. Yeah, it wasn't a bad start to our morning at all. And uh, unfortunately, shooting rabbits usually takes a little bit more work than that. That was a pretty easy one. And uh, the first few brush piles that we tried that day didn't really yield much. But we kept seeing tracks, and we knew eventually we'd probably catch up to another cottontail. Yeah, and hey, about that, we should talk about what we usually, uh, how we usually approach a brush pile when there's two of us. Yeah, yeah, good point. So, like we mentioned earlier, uh, and like the coyotes were kind of working together, um, solo rabbit hunting can definitely work. You can definitely do it. I know people who do this quite a bit, and it works. But if you're trying to hunt brush piles by yourself, Number one, you have to be extremely careful with your gun as you're stomping on the pile because you just you don't want to accidentally have an accidental discharge and either shoot yourself or even if your gun just goes off and nothing, no one's hurt. Uh, that's just not a good situation, and that could easily happen if you if your finger slips onto the trigger while you're stomping around on top of a brush pile or you fall or something like that. Uh, best case scenario, you're probably going to have some times where you get snow in your barrel because you just twist your ankle and fall and your gun gets down in the snow. So not a great situation for hunting brush piles, but uh, if you do have a partner, um, you have a much better chance of getting a good shot angle on a rabbit that pops out and you don't run the risk of you being the only one there and tripping over a log right at the second that that rabbit runs out. Yeah. And so it, again, we're talking about with two of us. So what we usually do is we have one, the person, we have the stomper and then we have the other guy who posts up a short distance from the pile, preferably where you can shoot safely on another side of the pile. Obviously, the shooter needs to be on high alert because you usually won't have more than a couple seconds to shoot before a rabbit finds cover again. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the stomper will actually see the rabbit in the pile before it comes out. Yeah, that happened to you one time, right? Yes, that, that's actually a really good story. So I was actually, just like we talked about, um, I was actually out by myself. So I was the one stomping on the pile. And I'd come up on this really small pile. Um, it wasn't big. I'd never seen a rabbit there. Did not expect. Thought I'd go up to it, stomp a couple times. Um, so I went up to it, jumped through it pretty thoroughly. I, would, I decided that I was done, so I started walking out from the pile, and I see this little leg of a rabbit hop to the left, and then I see his head poking out of the um, brush pile, So, and then he ducks his head down, but I could still see his fur. So I started stomping on, and I had been stomping this brush pile, and it's a small brush pile, for probably like five to ten minutes. Oh, wow. Like, and then, so I'm, I'm stomping exactly where he is, exactly <laughs> where he is, and he wouldn't leave. It probably took me three minutes before he actually jumped out. And when he jumped out, 
I was purposefully stomping because I was right on the um, edge of a fence line, which went into property that I couldn't hunt in. So I was purposely stomping towards um, property that I could hunt because oh, I knew sure. I probably wouldn't have been able to shoot him. So I was hoping I could track him, like like I said, with the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this dumb little rabbit, <laughs> when he finally decides to pop out, he pops out, jumps like two feet in the air, goes straight in between my legs, <laughs> straight in between my legs, and then runs off into the other property. So I couldn't, I couldn't oh, catch him. Man, it's almost like he read your mind. <laughs> yeah, and be, because of things like that, um, obviously that's an interesting situation where you're right on the border of the property that you could hunt and property you couldn't. But our point with this is it's just easier to have two people. Nothing either of us could probably have done if I had been there and he ran between your legs. But uh, we usually (laughs) switch off jumping on the pile and shooting. One of us will shoot, one of us will jump on the pile. And that way the person on the pile can kind of just set their gun to the side and just worry about the pile and just really go nuts. Um, Like that story Jack just shared about stomping like right on top of that stupid rabbit for several minutes before it ran out finally. Rabbits really try to avoid running out in the open when they feel threatened. So you almost have to just step right on them sometimes to get them to come out. And sometimes what we found is helpful is stabbing a stick into the pile. Uh, That seems to help because it might freak them out a little bit and make them think that a predator is getting really close to them. But in general, we just have one person jump up and down and stomp their feet and just generally make a ruckus throughout the whole pile until we're sure that any rabbit in there would have run for its life. And like Jack was saying, that can take several minutes. Um, But sometimes none of that pays off. So you move on to the next pile, you switch spots, you change things up. But sometimes you catch a glimpse of gray hopping away and there's not much time to think, only enough to make sure the direction is safe and nowhere near your partner. And then you instinctively swing your gun and shoot. And usually the rabbit is less than 20 yards away while all of this is happening. Because like Jack said, you only have a couple seconds to react before they're getting into more cover. And that's exactly what happened on our third pile of the morning last week. Uh, Jack had probably been jumping on this pile for two or three minutes when the rabbit finally showed itself. And I took the shot when it was only about 10 yards from me and moving pretty quick. So uh, I had a cylinder choke in, which is like the loosest choke you could possibly find. And my shot pattern in the snow when we went to go pick up the rabbit was only about the size of a softball. So I was really lucky to connect on that one. Yeah, I still don't understand how you got that one. It was a split second. Funny thing though, he came out the back of the pile. Mm -hmm. So I I was in the front and he went out the back. Yeah, rabbits may not strike you as the smartest critter around, and and they're not, but they sure do know how to get away. Yeah, they do. But that one didn't. (laughs) Uh, They don't know how to deal with shotguns, though. True. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with one more rabbit down and some of the best piles ahead, we decided to press on, thinking that we might be able to kick up a few more. However, the rabbits had other plans. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Don't question it. Now, after a probably half hour or more of stomping through deep snow and through thick cover that were not meant to be stomped through by humans, we were sweaty and exhausted. So we decided smelly. very smelly, especially Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to head in. By the way, for rabbit hunting, you often really get worked hard, so you sweat a lot. So it especially under lots of layers of clothing it can really start to become an issue. So make sure you always wear at least one less layer of clothing than you think you need. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely echo that sentiment. I was soaked with sweat, <laughs> not snow, sweat. Now, quick tip. Also, 
wear a type of clothing for your base layer that is like a dry tech. Like dry tech really helps you stay from um, being soaked. Mm -hmm. You have something quick drying or uh, especially for socks, something wool uh, that'll still keep you warm even if you do sweat a bit, which you probably will on your feet. Uh, or if you, you get some snow in your boot, uh, something that keeps you warm and dry and yeah, wicks that moisture away from you is going to be really helpful for rabbit hunting. Cause yeah, we, you will work up a sweat anyways. Uh, moral of the story with this episode, I think is that rabbit hunting is simple. Uh, you really don't need much gear to get into it. Um, you can find rabbits pretty much almost anywhere, but it isn't super easy. It's hard work, but it is worth it. It is rewarding. Uh, especially when you get to stomp some out of the brush piles, get the shot, make that challenging 10 yard shot with your tiny pattern. And, uh, tomorrow I'm going to reflect on that hunt as I enjoy that rabbit in the form of stew. And the nice thing about rabbit hunting is you can always plan on there being more rabbits the next time you go out. So I'm sure that'll be the case the next time we decide to go after them in those brush piles. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you uh, learned something from this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Blind for updates on new episodes we're coming out with and what we've been doing in the field lately. Uh, also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review because we'd love to know what you think of each episode, what we can do better, and what you want to hear more of. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something from this episode that will make you a better hunter and help you enjoy God's amazing creation through the sport we all love known as hunting. We'll catch you next time on Beyond the Blind.